Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Morning, Adam. Join us down to waitfor.com hotline. Adam Alexander, good morning. How you guys doing today? We, we, we are doing fine. I want to ask you like the fact that we ask you questions off the beaten path and, and not necessarily with uh, the, the day's race, although we're going to get to that. And I had a question for him because one of the things that we – do here, Sam and I, and other people who do this. You know, they, you know, we just sort of go back and forth over nonsensical things like Hall of Fames and so on and so forth. And with this being an all-star race, it got me thinking about a conversation that we have with baseball, football, and the other sports. Is are there or is there anybody or is there a couple people in your mind that aren't in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Uh, you know that that, sh- that are going to go in or should be that kind of thing. Yeah, should be yeah. in. I'm not talking about the, the nominees from this year. I see where Matt Kenseth's there and and Carl Edwards and other people like that. But is there somebody who's been overlooked in this sport that you feel doesn't get the recognition they yeah, should? There, there is some. I mean, I think Ricky Rudd probably is the next one that that is going to get recognized. I'm a I'm a Ricky fan. I like Ricky and and I feel like he's you know very accomplished and. Uh, so I, you know, and, and did a lot, not just as a driver for great teams, but he was also an owner and drove his own stuff. And if you go back, one of the, the great moments for him, and I don't know if he would say it's his most proudest moment. If you did a little research, he might have said that somewhere over the years in an interview. But Ricky won the Brickyard 400, uh, you know, when he owned his own team. And so that, boy, you think back to those days in the you know mid to late 90s and what that race meant to the sport and what he was able to do. So. I'm a I'm a big Ricky Rudd fan, and I think he's you know going to go in real soon. So, yep. Yeah, that's it, folks. We're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Always glad to spend some time on a Sunday morning, a race day Sunday morning, with with Adam Alexander, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Adam One Alexander, Adam Numeral One Alexander. All right, Adam, we've talked about this weekend, and people have looked about it, uh, look forward to it. Uh, some of the old school NASCAR fans says, why won't they go back to some of the old tracks? Why are they racing all these new places and far off? You know, why can't they bring it back? They're getting the wish this week. What has it been like for you up in North, North, North Wilkesboro? You know, it's a place, Sam, that I had never been. And Greg talks about drivers, you know, that should be in the Hall of Fame and, and who might go in. And there are a lot of drivers that, you know, raced the last time we were up at North Wilkesboro that we haven't heard from in a number of years that – would fit into that conversation maybe drivers that had success 25 30 years ago that had been away from the sport that will start to work their way back in to the conversation as we start getting deeper onto the list and putting more drivers in to nascar's hall of fame because we've not been to north wilkesboro since 1996 been 27 years and it's pretty remarkable to think that that place is back open and you know you don't see and and you guys could make a list better than i 
of old sporting venues or surrounds but have not been used for many, many years or maybe now are used for something other than sports, you don't see them get revitalized and then see a major series, a major league go back there. This doesn't happen in this day and age that we live in. It has happened at North Wilkesboro. And if you ever drove by that place, if you've been in the mountains of North Carolina, you know, at the Boone and Blowing Rock, some of the popular little communities in North Carolina, you probably went on 421, you probably drove right by North Wilkesboro. Yep. And you looked at that place and you said, man, it's sad. It's sad that that is in the condition it's in and it's no longer used. And you think about the story that created that. And now to fast forward to where we are, and to know that Marcus Smith and many others had the vision and had the hope to make this work, that community never gave up on that place. And to see what I've seen there the last couple of days and what we'll see tonight when it comes full circle and cup cars are back on track racing for real in the all-star race, it's a pretty remarkable story. Yeah, yeah. My background in, in, in racing, my, my first two tracks that I went to, well, I'm not going to brag about the place I went to, but but Atlanta Motor Speedway and the start finish was on the backside from where it is now. So I went there, and you went up under a tunnel to get from the infield from the from the press box down to get into the infield. I went to Talladega, you drive through a tunnel to get in there. I went to work in, at FMY in Greensboro, and said, "Well, let's go up to the race at North Wilkesboro. We're going to go to qualifying on Friday." And so I get to the place, and Adam, okay, where's the tunnel? Is it? There they ain't no tunnel. You, 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 they open up the gate. They open up the gate, and you have to drive across the track mm-hmm. to get into the infield. And then they close that gate back, and you're not getting out of there until everything is done. And, and Adam, <laughs> a, little, a little shock to the system there, Mark, in Martinsville. But, but that's something. I, that's my experience. My first time going to to, to, to North Wilkesboro. How are the drivers adjusting to it? They love it. They love it, and I, I believe that they just love the challenge of a new venue that's old and worn out. And there are a few places, even though they haven't repaid the surface there since 1981, there are some spots where they've put patches down of asphalt. And the drivers that I've talked to have said, this place is all about driving patch to patch to find that grip. We saw it yesterday in the truck series race, and I'm sure we'll see more of that. I saw a little bit last night in the all-star heat races, although the track was different last night in that first heat, you know, they ran on the rain slick or the uh, the rain the wet weather tires because there was some precipitation the track was a little damp so i'm not sure that we learned a ton last night about the grip levels and where guys are going to be able to attack and all of that uh, but i think you'll see tonight those patches where the grip is and trying to find that and it's just got so much character it always did but i think even more so now the drivers love that challenge and you know if you go to the drivers and talk to them most of them are very much in touch with history and they appreciate what is happening here. And so, you know, some of them second generation drivers. So they, you know, have fathers that race there or some connection in the family. And I I know this, I don't know the stat for tonight, but I know this 22 of the drivers that raced yesterday in that truck race were not born the last time NASCAR went to North Wilkesboro. So that puts into perspective, you know, what this is like. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Talking with Adam Alexander from FS1. You know, Adam, around here these last few weeks, I've been talking about the strike, uh, the writer strike in the film industry and, and how that's affecting not just Atlanta, but the entire state. We've got 159 counties that are all 
welcoming the film industry here. I bring that up because NASCAR is kind of going through the same thing right now between the NASCAR and the teams over this new revenue thing. Can you give us an idea of the, the revenue model they're trying to come up with, if you have any information, and just the, the overall state of what's going on with this, I guess it's kind of a transitional time right now with NASCAR. It is, and, and what's created this, more so than anything, well, there, there are a couple of things. I think the dialogue right now is better than it's ever been when you talk about the influence that drivers and owners have with NASCAR and how willing NASCAR is to work with the other side. Now, I know, you know, if you're a driver or team listening to this now, you're like, is he crazy? We're not, we're not, you know, having great dialogue or, or whatever. But the reality is it used to be, these are the rules. This is the playground. If you want to play in it, you know, obey by the rules or go somewhere else. And, and I feel like that that mentality has really changed and gone through a great transformation in the last five, six, seven years. And with that, uh, a new TV deal is on the horizon, and many anticipate that that TV deal will be announced sometime this summer. There are reports out there right now that a handshake deal is, is pretty much in place between some networks and a streaming service is working to complete that cycle, and it won't be long before we know what the TV and the media rights deal will be from 2025 and beyond. Uh, and, and so when you have a new revenue opportunity coming into the sport like that. And many believe there will be added revenue because of the streaming service that will get involved that doesn't exist in the current package. That opens the door for teams to say, hey, we, we need a piece of that pie. And the other part of this is because the new package is going to have a streaming service, you know, it's a little bit undefined on how many viewers you'll get through that and what does that mean for the sponsorship dollars that teams bring in. And so the teams have said, hey, look, if you go to running, you know, our races on a streaming service and we don't have the kind of recognition from a viewership standpoint that we have now, our sponsors aren't going to get out of the deal what they need. That costs us some value and therefore we need something better in return. And so, that, that's what's created this dialogue. I, I don't know from a percentage standpoint, you know, where they are, where they're trying to go and, and how deep those conversations are going. I know there has been some back and forth, um, sometimes um, maybe not where people would want it to be, but, but I would say that's all a part of the negotiation process, especially when you get down to the end of a new deal. Yeah, Adam, you know what, Adam, that, that, that kind of happened this week. Because there was a race in midweek that, that you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was a part of, and I'm on social, and people are like scrambling trying to see, where is it? Where is it? And it was being streamed, and, you know, with him being back in the car, and he's been one of the people who's kind of been a, a bit, bit of a force behind this comeback to North Wilkesboro. Uh, but to get him back in the car, people wanted to see, and people were trying to find it. So, I mean, how did people react to that? What kind of vibe did you get from that this week? Well, and, and, you know, there was a lot of racing that, that took place this midweek, uh, this week up at North Wilkesboro, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as they reopened that place. And they, they wanted to get as much fanfare as they could. And there, you know, there are a few streaming services out there now that are very involved in motorsports. And most of that is dirt racing because, you know, the dirt cars race virtually every night of the week somewhere. And so there are some organizations that are out there that are streaming races on a daily, nightly basis. And if you are a fan who is accustomed to going that route, you have your subscription, you know where to find it, and you are all set and ready to go. 
if you're a new fan to this or you're someone like this week that's into it for the first time because you wanted to see Dale Jr. race in the return to North Wilkesboro, you know, you, you would say, hey, I, I don't know where this is because that's just not uh, something that you're accustomed to doing. And, and, you know, when you think about it, there are a lot of old school NASCAR fans that do not like the idea of streaming. And NASCAR's got a tough job of saying, hey, we, we want to embrace the new fan. We, we need the new fan. We want to bring them in. We want to make sure that we're winning in the younger demos and, and building our future. But you also, at the same time, do not want to alienate or walk away from those that have gotten you where you are. And as we know, uh, and hey, we, we experience it. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy that's going to be 50 pretty soon technologically when it comes to dealing with things i'm not in the same place as my kids and so uh, with that uh, you know you you, you want to make sure you find the right balance and, and there's a lot that goes into that from nascar's perspective and i would say this too you know we're wrapping up a 10-year tv package do you do you sign another 10-year deal and if you do how much flexibility is built in there because while today you might be able to do six or seven races on a streaming service Five years from now, you might need it all to go that way just because that's where we are as an industry. And so there's a lot to manage when it comes to putting this package together for NASCAR and what involvement and where do the teams fit in as far as the revenue portion of it. You see, Sam, when, when, when Adam brings up, you know, um, the old school NASCAR fans yeah, and, and talks about the job that's in front of the sport itself and appeasing them and right. trying to – but that's I, part of what this weekend is well, all see, about. Well, see, this though. is I, but you I know? go back and I mentioned this to Adam last week when I he was bringing up and something going on with the sport, and I was drawing an analogy between the way it used to be run when the France family ran the sport versus where it is right now, and I think it applies to the conversation we're having. NASCAR had and has done. You can determine whether it's been a wonderful job, great job, not a good job, or whatever, but changing perception. Yep. They've been changing perception for the last decade. I was out there trying to help Ed Clark and some of these folks, you know, back in 2005 with that. But NASCAR as a, as a sport has done that. But along with that, as he said, it's upset some people. Moving out to new tracks, doing things that is basically a lot of folks don't like change. Yeah. That's basically what's going on. But this sport needed to evolve. And as, it's, as we listen to Adam and talk about the things that are in place, it is an uphill battle. But do you see this? Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel as far as what their struggles are in front of them? And is, you know, do we see it happening much longer? Do you see this sport emerging infinitely better than where it was? Well, I would say this. You know, if you, if you go back to the, the crowds and the TV ratings, you know, late 90s and up into the 2000s when this sport was at the height of its glory and they were adding grandstands and doing all the things they were doing to improve racetracks. And, you know, the traffic in and out was a nightmare and it was just remarkable where the sport had gone. I, I don't know that I see NASCAR ever getting back to that point, but I think sports across the board has gone through a lot of change. If you just look at where NASCAR fits into the landscape, forget about the National Football League. The NFL is in its own stratosphere. I mean, we, you know, we pull unbelievable ratings for day three of the draft and the schedule release when you already know what teams are playing who. It's just a matter of what date they're playing them, you know. So, I mean, if, if, you can, if you can generate that kind of interest, you know that the NFL is in its own uh, league, so to speak, when it comes to popularity and fanfare and all of that. So you eliminate the NFL from the conversation, and then you start seeing what leagues fit where. And NASCARs have got a very good place 
and you look at the ratings that they turn out, not just at the, the cup level, but Xfinity and trucks. And there's a lot of interest there. And, and it's supply and demand. And content is so important now to not just networks but the streamers that they're willing to write that check. And so I feel like that is going to be a huge component of taking NASCAR well into the future is, is putting this deal together. And that's why it's so important. But I, I, I really feel like the popularity is there, the growth is there, and now it just becomes a, a matter of finding the best plan of success, not just for 2025-26, but as you go throughout the rest of this media rights deal that they're putting together now and, and how all that helps to lay a foundation for the growth of the sport. Yep, yep. I have a way to save it. Go ahead. I know. I, I, I have my own thoughts. Right. I do. I have a way to save it. But go ahead. I know we're up against it. But no, we're up against it. Before we let you go, uh, give us somebody to watch tonight. We see that Larson won the truck race. He's winning everything else. We watching him tonight? I do like Kyle Larson, and I think that experience yesterday, not not just the experience of winning, but, but having been on the track and all that track time will be a huge benefit to him. Uh, you know, last night, Daniel Suarez was very impressive. Although it was on those wet weather tires, he was good be fun to watch how Ross Chastain handles things. He's been a, a big headline maker this week. So, uh, you know, some really good storylines out there. This is such a, a wild card event. You really don't know what to anticipate, although the format's a little more straightforward. But if I were handicapping, you know, I'd probably say uh, William Byron was in the truck race yesterday. I'd, I'd look at him, Kyle Larson. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say those are the, the short list of drivers that you probably talk about. Although, as I said, tonight's going to be – Fun and, and pretty unpredictable, I would say. Penske, Childress, Gibbs, one of them three dudes, back a truck up to Lewis Hamilton's house and give him everything. Bring him to NASCAR, and or at least attempt to, because his car is not winning any more F1 races. And we know it's the car, it's the manufacturer. If he comes to NASCAR. He'll come for the road race. He, I'm just saying, if they, the if, if they give him enough money, much like what we've seen with soccer players, they used to do it with David Beckham and some other guys to get him over just to boost up the sport. If he were to come over here and, and join NASCAR for a couple seasons, forget about it. It's, I, it, it I think you don't do the road races, though. Eh, I don't think you do the old. That's my fix, Adam. What do you think? Yeah. Am I crazy? Yeah, I think uh, there's a big difference between stock cars and, and F1. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, I just yeah. Popularity. Yeah. Popularity, it, there's no yeah. questioning. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to do. Boost up the sport. Hey, buddy, well, let's talk to you next week. But thank you, as always, for getting up and joining us. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.